Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Card Anthology. My name is Coach, and today I and another YouTube content creator will be narrating this episode together. Narrating this episode is none other than Kyle from the YouTube channel Casual Wizard MTG. So sit down and get comfortable as we break down the set known as Classic 6th Edition. Thanks, Coach. This next classic episode of Card Anthologies on the Classic Card Bazaar YouTube channel covering the classic 6th edition of Magic the Gathering. Wizards of the Coast really wanted to, to name this card set the classic to make sure it's not just 6th editions, but it's a classic 6th edition. Released on April 21st, 1999, 350 cards in the set featuring cards from Visions, Mirage, Alliances, and Weatherlight. Now, 350 cards, they had an even breakdown of 110 cards of each common, uncommon, and rare. Wizards of the Coast was trying very hard not to be a rarest, and there was also 20 basic lands. Now, this is an enormous set. It's 350 cards. It was actually 99 cards less than the Behemoth 5th Edition, which had 449 cards. To start the set breakdown for Classic 6th Edition, we had the 12 non-basic lands, which included the 5 sack lands from Fallen Empires, such as Dwarven Ruins, the 5 paint lands from Ice Age, such as Brushlands, Crystal Vein from Mirage, and City of Brass, which was originally printed in Arabian Nights. The set contained 56 enchantments, with one of the biggest ones being Celestial Dawn, which was also nicknamed Bleach. This was due to the fact that all permanents you controlled and anything in your hand was turned white. 38 instant spells were contained within the set, with cards such as Desertion. This would counter a target spell, and if that target spell was an artifact or a creature, after the card was resolved, that artifact or creature would end up on your side of the battlefield. You also had the instant spell Flash, which would let you cast a creature from your hand on your opponent's turn if you pay the mana cost minus 2 generic mana. 53 Sorcerers found its way into the Classic 6th Edition set, with the first one being Shatterstorm, which is a card that destroyed all artifacts. Jackal Hops, which went one step further, which destroyed all artifacts, creatures, and lands. And with the last big sorcerer being Doomsday, which is a card that made you search for five cards in your graveyard or your library, remove the rest of the cards, and put the five cards in any order you want, also losing half your life in the process. And for the last part of the breakdown, we had 48 artifacts and 130 creatures. Artifacts included Ashnaz Altar, which would let you sacrifice a creature in order to gain two generic mana, Howlingmine, which let each player draw an extra card during their draw phase, and Teferi's Puzzle Box, which lets each player count the number of cards at the beginning of their draw set, put those cards under the library, and draw the same number of cards. For creatures, it was Goblin Recruiter. When it came into play, you could search for any number of Goblin cards, reveal them to all players, shuffle your library, and put those reveal cards on the top of your library in any order. Along with the Mirror Pair, Goblin King and Lord of Atlantis. Goblin King would give plus one plus one to Goblins along with Mountain Walk, and Lord of Atlantis would give plus one plus one to Merfolk creatures along with giving them Island Walk. There were also seven cards in the set which had both artifact and creature, such as Ornithopter and Dragon Engine. The classic sixth set was the first English language core set to have an expansion symbol. It was the Roman numeral V and a 1. It was also the first core set to have color-coded rarity, black for common, gray for uncommon, and gold for me. 
I mean, gold for uh, for rare. It was also the first corset to have artist info centered on the card, and also had numbered cards, which for a collector like me is everything. It makes it so much easier to take inventory of complete sets. With the release of this six classic set, uh, came the biggest rule changes that the game has ever seen. Wizards of the Coast went on record stating that the aim for the new rules was to reduce the amount of rules. Sounds a little crazy, but if you read it through a couple times, I guess it makes sense. It was also to increase the intuitive play and maintain the strategy that we all know and love. They also hoped that this new set of rules would be the last time they ever had to revamp the rules. And as we all know, change is hard. It's annoying. It's, it's downright unfair at times, but change is necessary for progress. The MTG community was kind of split on the new rule changes, and some players were downright angry. One MTG player actually burned his house down so he could rid himself of all his cards. That is not a true story, but one true story is one MTG judge, Sheldon Mennery, I probably butchered that name, well, he noted that the new rule changes, quoted, simplify the play of the game to a maddening point. And he also asked, if it's clear to all the players how turns are structured and when and how they can do what, what the hell am I going to do? Sheldon, I'll be the first to tell you that I still need you. Some of these rules still get me every day. Things are definitely not clear to me because I'm an idiot. Now, onto some of the rule changes that forever changed the game. The stack was introduced for resolving spells and abilities, and also combat damage went onto the stack. The stack replaced the old bitter batch system. Now, this is just a really quick and rough tutorial on on how the, the old batch system actually worked. And if I boil it down, hopefully it's not as confusing as it sounds in my own head. But in the old batch system, damage waited until all spells in the batch resolved. Versus the current stack system where whichever spell was played last resolves first and is final. And in the old batch system, a player would cast a giant growth, say, a plus three, plus three on a creature. And their opponent couldn't lightning bolt out and kill that creature from under that other player. Now with the stack, that lightning bolt would destroy the creature despite the giant growth. Next rule. A player who reached zero life lost immediately versus at the end of a phase. Most tapped artifacts no longer had their abilities turned off. Back in the day, if an artifact was tapped, then their ability became invalid. Next rule change, a tapped blocking creature now dealt combat damage just like untapped ones. The haste ability used to have on cards either this creature is not affected by summoning sickness or this creature may attack the turn it comes into play before officially being keyworded in the set. Interrupts were changed to instants, and basic lands went from having basic land text to simply just having a picture of the beta symbol. The word summon was replaced by creature on creature cards. The type line on the creature cards changed so that each word on it counted as a separate creature type. That allowed them to have subtypes. For example, it would be human ally, human wizard, human, human, that's not a thing, but you know what I mean. And now for a couple of fun facts about Classic 6 Edition. 
Every pack had the same artwork, and that artwork was actually not featured on any card in the set. WTF, MTG. No cards had trample in the entire set. Lame. The classic sixth core set was the first core set not to have the Holy Strength and Unholy Strength cards in the set, which they then returned again for the seventh edition and, and ran up through 2012. And now, finally, to wrap this up, some notable cards from the set. We had the always classic Birds of Paradise. We had the Abyssal Hunter, which could slowly and methodically take out your opponent's army. And we had Grinning Totem, which you can see he's a, he's a pretty happy boy because he would allow you to take creatures from your opponent and do them the favor of playing their cards for yourself. We also had a bunch of tutors and teachers running around. The Vampiric Tutor, a classic card. I love the artwork. The Worldly Tutor, the Enlightened Tutor, and the Mystical Tutor. All these teachers running around trying to get progress in the game of magic, but it didn't matter because another card was the Wrath of God, which killed every teacher in sight. But you know what? At least we had Brushland. We had a Darker Waste, Carpuzan Forest. City of Brass, Underground River, Sulfurous Springs all provided us with dual land capability, but again, those didn't matter because we also had Armageddon to destroy everything and all living things on these multiverses. That about wraps up the Classic Six Core. Thanks for joining me, and again, my name is Kyle. I'm with Casual Wizard MTG. Come on, check out my channel where I don't promise you anything of any value it's basically a bunch of nonsense but uh thanks for having me coach stay casual stay magical so that is all for this episode of card anthology please make sure you leave plenty of comments and feedback for this video if you enjoyed this video make sure you like and share this episode as well also be sure to subscribe to the channel if you have not done so already be sure to also check us out at our twitter page and follow us there our facebook page and also on the mtg amino app our next episode will be over Portal 3 Kingdoms, so be on the lookout for that episode soon. Thank you everyone for the continued support. This is Coach signing out, and we will see you guys next time at the Card Bazaar.